This is the Koinos Community Church Podcast. Subscribe so that you can join us regularly as we look to find ways to close the gap between who we are and who God longs for us to be. Hello, welcome, Buenos Community Church. Thank you for your flexibility this morning. I'm so glad all of you could join us, even though we couldn't be together in person. Um, if you are online, which all of us are, <laughs> um, go ahead and say hi on whatever platform you're on. And um, if you're new with us, I believe there will be a link for you to share um, a little bit about yourself. Over the next um, half an hour, 45 minutes or so, um, we're going to consider some sacred texts and hopefully uncover something to help close the gap between who we are and who God wants us to be. Um, please stick around um, afterwards in online if you wanna chat and um, don't forget to give generously if you call coin us your home church. Um, have a blessed day. You know, when I was uh, probably about 10 years old, we I went to spend the night with some friends of, of, of our family from our church. My parents were traveling um, and the kids in the household were about my age, <clears throat> but it was just me. I think my sisters were staying with other people. My little sister might have been with us. I can't really remember that for sure. But something came up and I don't remember the, exactly the context for what had happened. But um, I had questioned, I had said, why? And the dad in the household, they're, again, lovely people, good Christian folks. Um, they're friends from ours from church. I said, why to something? And the dad was, um, didn't take well to that. He didn't like that very much. And he said, we don't ask that in our household. And specifically, it was for the kids. And so that really hit me at the time. And I, again, I could have been, I mean, I was nine or 10. I might've been being a smart aleck, but I don't know. That was known to happen back then. It still happens every now and then. But the, the point was that we weren't supposed to question, um, especially if an adult had said something, you know, as little kids, little kids ask questions all the time. They say why or what, or how come, or, and it's generally pretty innocent. But as we, as we get older, um, we oftentimes kind of quit asking some of the questions that we ought to ask. Um, we need to ask more questions. We need to be in a situation where like, well, why or how or what if? And I'll tell you a little bit more about what that means for us and how we can move forward by asking questions. But before we do that, will you pray with me? God, I pray that the word of my mouth, words of my mouth, and the meditations of my heart will be pleasing in your sight and helpful to those who hear them. I pray for folks that are watching this online or will watch it later, Lord, that you will help them to uh, rethink how it is that they interact with you and those around them. It's in your name I pray. Amen. You know, there's plenty of evidence in scripture, the prophets, the priests, the kings, of them asking why, asking questions of God, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> of God, of each other. 
Many times in scripture, God asks why or where. Early on in early on in the scripture, you see this sense of, um, of so God asks Cain, why are you downcast? Why are you why are you sad? Cain had given him a sacrifice and God apparently didn't appreciate that sacrifice and Cain's kind of pouting. When Adam and Eve um, messed up in the garden, God goes searching for them. Where are you? What have you done? And we always know that in that situation, God is asking the question that he already knows the answer for but wants us to weigh our decisions, weigh the questions, weigh the things that we have been doing, thinking through our actions, thinking through our thoughts, thinking through our motives. Now, Jesus' followers, he asked them questions often enough too. He asked, his question, he asked questions of his followers and of his opponents. Starting from the time when he was 12 years old, he had gone to the temple with his parents and his parents left town without him. I don't know how that happens. That's like a Macaulay Culkin moment, home alone. I, they left him in the temple and they realized that a day or two later and they went back looking for him. And Jesus says to his parents, it's like, why wouldn't I be about my father's business? And so early on, we see him even asking questions. Why wouldn't I do this? And as he grows and as he matures, we see often enough times when people come to him, they'll ask him a question and he'll say, why? Why do you do such and such? There's several places and it's a didactic tool. It's a tool to help them think through why it is they're doing their, the, the things the way they're doing their things. In Luke, there's several passages. It says, when Jesus perceived their questioning, he answered them. Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? See what I'm saying? It gets into the it's the motives. Why would I ask that question? Why do you seek, a, sorry, why do you take the speck in your neighbor's eye out, but don't notice the log in your own eye? And then another one, a certain ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, why do you call me good? For only God is good. And then another place in Luke, he says, he said to them, why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your heart? So we see over and over again, we see over and over again in scripture, the sense of Jesus asking these questions, asking why, to get it at the heart, to get at the motive of the people who are asking those questions. There's some more. Why do you think evil in your hearts? These are all Jesus speaking. Why are you trying to kill me? That's a good one. Why don't you believe? Why do you ask me? Why are you afraid? Why does this generation ask for a sign? Why are you putting me to the test? And then Jesus, as he is hanging on the cross, one of the last things he says is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Jesus modeled, modeled it for us. For many of us, we've lost our inquisitiveness. <clears throat> you get to a certain age, <clears throat> you get to a certain stage in your life, and you just, you kind of get set in your ways. 
You don't, you don't ask some, some of the same questions you might've asked when you were younger, or you think you've got it figured out, or I think we, I've got it figured out. I won't just throw, talk about you guys. I'll talk about myself. So we lose that sense of inquisitiveness. You may have more experience and may understand things a little bit more clearly than, than we do right now. But what I do want us to do is ask good questions because asking a good question can change our thinking and our actions. We're not always a reflective bunch. The church, people, <laughs> not just the church, but just individuals in our society in general, we, we don't take a lot of time to reflect oftentimes. And as a church with the big C, oftentimes our reflection would help us stay out of some of the, or, or quit us, keep us from stop starting some of these culture wars. It would keep us uninvolved in policy, partisan politics. It would help us not to be so self-interested. If we begin to ask some good questions, we begin to kind of reflect on who God is and what God's trying to do in this world. Instead of going along with the status quo, we can begin to say, ask things like, why do we do things this way? What if we tried this? Would things be better if we, and then fill in the blank. If we begin to ask some good questions, we begin to be the church that figures this, these things out and is able to help folks in our community and in our sphere of influence. What if together we got to the root of those issues and then address them? What if we took the steps required to close the gap between who we are right now and who God longs for us to be? You know, Jesus told the people to repent. And when I think of that word repentance, I think of maybe somebody standing on a preach, standing on a, on a street corner on a college campus or, or someplace where there's a lot of sinners and they're telling them to repent, turn from their evil ways. And there's some truth to that. But when Jesus uses that word, that word repent, there's kind of two parts to it in the original and it's meta and noia. I'm not going to say that that second word right, but it's N O I E O. Meta is change and the change has to do with being directly associated with something. So it's a change as a result of or change of a change because you've been with. So you think of the word like metamorphosis. Something happened to cause that change. And then the second part of that, the noeo, and again, don't hold me to the pronunciation on that, but that is to think. And so when Jesus or when John the Baptist, who talks about Jesus and kind of prepares a way for Christ, when, when Jesus says the word repent, the intention is for us to change the way we think, to rethink how we've been thinking. And again, that, that will involve a, a course correction or a paradigm shift. And that word paradigm or, or model or example is also a word from, from the Greek. So we have to change our mental models. And that's what Christ called his early followers to do, is to change the way they think about how they think. And so that mental model that his disciples and the early followers and his opponents were following was off. 
And he was a solution, so to speak. So repent is what you do. And then reflect is how they did it. Because you can't just change the way you're thinking without some reflection, without some, what do I do as a result of this change of mind? Does it just mean my intellect has changed or does it change my thoughts or does it change my behavior, my action, my motives, how I look at other people, my perceptions? Those are the two things when they come together will allow us to live into the things that God wants for us. You know, in the past, generally when we meet together for something like this, um, I would, we would pass out a piece of paper. We'd have some, some cardboard. We'd have some butcher paper or something and invite people to come and, and write something, their thoughts, their hopes, their dreams for coin us. We're going to do something a little bit differently in the next, um, over the next few weeks that will allow us to kind of unpack that, for, to allow us to, to ask some good questions. Um, this process is probably going to be a little more challenging than just showing up on a Sunday and writing a few thoughts down that you had in the spur of the moment. It's going to take a little bit more reflection of that, but I believe it'll be more fruitful. And I also think that if we ask these hard questions of ourselves, we'll be able to be everything that God wants us to be. So I'm inviting you to join me over the next few weeks um, as we do an online discussion. We're also going to have some discussions in my home um, to help us repent, really, to change our thinking and then reflect, to ask some good questions, to bring about flourishing and growth. There's an ebook that we're going to be using, and it's free and it's online. Um, I'll put a QR code up here on the, on the web here in a second, and you can grab that from your phone. But this book is something we'll use as a discussion platform for asking some good questions, for rethinking what it is that we want to be about as a church in 2022. What's it going to take? It's going to take less than 20, less than 10 pages every two weeks. That's how short this is. It's not a, We've got a couple of books back here that are pretty thick. Um, we're, not, we're not anticipating that kind of work to be done as far as a reading plan. But there are some thoughtful questions. We'll meet in person every two weeks. And if you can't meet in person, we'll meet on Zoom on the alternating weeks. Here's how you can get started. I see if I can share this. So you can grab that, U, that QR code. And as you do that, that'll take you to the page. Again, there's a free link to an ebook. You download that ebook and start reading. There's also information on there about getting connected to um, one of those small groups. And so you just fill out that Google form, and it'll notify me, and we'll get you. We'll get you the proper Zoom link this time. I am not sure what happened, other than. Yeah, operator error, and I'm the operator. You know, when I was preparing this, when I was preparing this talk, I thought about as we're sitting in a, in the room at Coinos, uh, at the building, that I'd have you look around the room. We can't really do that at this point. 
but the look around the room would have been seeing that there's some creative, talented, inquisitive folks in our midst. And you may think of yourself as that already. And if you do, that's awesome. And that's going to be super helpful for the rest of us. But I want to encourage you, if you don't think you're that person, I think you probably are. If you will take some time with us, read this book, open up an opportunity to a new paradigm for a new thought process, for something that will help us um, be everything God wants us to be as a church, you can participate in that. You have our, we serve this God who's a creative God who created you and I. And because God is creative and we are created in his image, Because you are created in his image, you have the opportunity to create. We can ask these good questions. There's no reason why you can't join us as we begin to ask the questions. Why do we do it this way? How, we might, how might we do it better? What if? That's one of my favorite questions. What if we tried this? I hope you'll join us with that. I hope you'll join us in that. I hope that you will be a part of this rethinking process, this opportunity for us to be the people who God is calling us to be. Thanks for listening to the Koinos podcast. If you like what you hear, like, subscribe, and share it. You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at CC and on YouTube at Koinos Community Church. Until next time, be well, do good, and love others.